Quick disclaimer, information in this podcast is for general informational purposes only and is not intended to be treated as medical advice. Always consult with your healthcare team before making changes to your diet, lifestyle, supplementation, or medication. For better blood sugar control and to achieve A1C levels in the healthy range and to also reduce or get off your meds, you just need to choose the foods I list today and follow a few simple guidelines. If you can do this, you will see so many things about your health improve. Welcome to Type 2 Diabetes Talk, the place where we chat about what really works to treat type 2 diabetes and prediabetes naturally with nutrition and lifestyle. If you're looking to optimize blood sugar and A1C, lose weight, reduce medications, and improve your overall health, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, type 2 diabetes nutrition specialist, Dr. Jetta. Hello and welcome to 2024, another fresh new year in front of us. I hope you enjoyed all the festivities and you're looking forward to the year ahead. I know I'm certainly feeling inspired and rejuvenated. I got to spend time with family, including my beautiful little granddaughter, who is now six months old and just a wonderful little bundle of joy. We have got a lot of great topics to come in the show, and in the next few weeks, I've got some special guests joining me as well. But for now, let's dig right into today's topic by listening to a voice message from an anonymous person. Yes, I would like to know exactly what type of foods I can eat safely and what I can't eat, well, not safely. Thank you. This is a question that everyone with type 2 diabetes and prediabetes wants to know. One we get a lot being our primary focus is natural treatment of diabetes, especially with diet and nutrition. And this talk show is going to include lots of information about what to eat. So today I thought I'd do a kind of follow-up from episode three, where we talked about diet and nutrition being the most important part of your treatment. And if you listen to that episode, you would have downloaded our recommended food list. Well, I hope you did anyway. If you didn't get a copy of our food list yet, go to type2diabetestalk.com forward slash food list where you can download it. If you're driving or doing something else right now, of course, you can download it later at type2diabetestalk.com forward slash food list. And if you're one of our members, you can find the food list inside the member site with the guides along with other resources to use alongside the food list. Anyway, I wanted to extend on from episode three by talking about our recommended food list more closely to cover broadly things like what types of foods to eat, and what types of foods to avoid or minimise. Rest assured that after this episode, you're going to feel a lot clearer about what to do, and you can use our food list as a reference and take some action toward improving your blood sugar today. Our recommended food list provides a guide for both type 2 diabetes and pre-diabetes, and this is the food list that has been getting incredible results for our members and for people who've taken my T2 Diet program. What I'm saying is, this food list is scientifically proven to work. 
So if you do nothing else but this, please download the food list at type2diabetestalk.com forward slash food list and use it as your reference to follow. When you look at the food list, one of the first things you'll see is that it's divided into three primary sections and they are colour-coded like a traffic light to make things super easy. Green for foods to eat all the time, orange for sometimes foods, and red for foods to avoid or minimise. So let's get started on the reverse side with what types of foods to avoid or minimise, and I'll also explain why. Over time, we'll dig deeper into some of these foods and the research behind them But like I said, today we're looking at things quite broadly, okay? The types of foods to avoid or minimise are foods high in carbohydrates. This includes high-carb starchy vegetables like potatoes, sweet potatoes and corn, high-carb fruits like banana, apple, orange, watermelon, pear, pineapple, mango and dried fruit of all kinds, carb-heavy flour-based foods like bread, crackers, many snack foods, pastries, pizza, and many other flour-based foods, carb-heavy meal bases like rice, pasta, noodles, and quinoa, carb-heavy snack foods like crisps, chips, pretzels, granola bars, and donuts, sugar-filled junk foods like ice cream, cakes, cookies, and candy, and high-carb drinks like soda, energy drinks, and sports drinks. That's a short list, of course, and doesn't cover all the foods or drinks under the categories. You can see some more of these on our food list, but it begins to give you a sense of what to avoid or minimise in your eating plan. And as I said before, The reason to avoid or minimise these types of foods in particular is their overall high carbohydrate content because when it comes to blood sugar, carbohydrates have the most significant impact on blood sugar and A1C levels. Now, you might have heard me read this and think, well, if I have to cut out all those foods, what on earth can I eat? I mean, Nev said, the food range as I see it is very narrow. I know many people think this at first, or even after some time. You know, that it seems like there isn't much to eat. Well, let me tell you, there are lots of things you can eat. Lots of things. And believe me, I've helped to change a lot of people's mindset about this. So before I talk about that more, let me just go over the types of food you can eat in abundance. Firstly, you want to focus on eating the very healthiest types of carbs, and that is vegetables. And there are really so many vegetables to choose from, such as bell pepper, cauliflower, green leafy veg like arugula, spinach and lettuce, mushrooms, carrot, cucumber, asparagus, pumpkin, tomato, zucchini, and the list goes on. Fresh and dried herbs and spices can make up a phenomenal part of your menu. They are like adding a natural therapeutic to your meal every time you eat. And they're all sorts of tasty and beneficial herbs and spices. Protein sources. You want to make sure you include protein at every meal. If you eat meat, 
You can include all types of meat-based proteins. And vegetarian proteins, you can include uh, tofu, tempeh, cheese, nuts and seeds, among other things. Don't avoid fats as our body needs fat to function and you can happily enjoy many beneficial fats such as olive oil, avocado, nuts and seeds and the natural fats you find in meats, fish and seafood. Dairy products add flavour and body to a meal and there are lots of different dairy products to choose from. You can enjoy sauces like mayonnaise, pesto, salsa, mustard, ranch, vinegar and lots of others. And you can also enjoy drinks like water, tea, coffee, herbal teas and smoothies. And some foods you can eat but maybe want to moderate a bit more include fruits like berries, apricot, lemon, lime, cantaloupe, melon and mandarin. And then there's also slow carbs that are healthy choices, such as beans and legumes in small portions. Now this again is only a broad and brief overview. So again, you can see our food list, which outlines more of the foods that we've just gone over. What you can gather here is that I've just run over a wide range of foods that can make up any number of highly satisfying meals. But of course, you might not have heard me cover things like the range of bird's eye packaged foods you might enjoy, or your favourite Campbell's soup, or whether Hunt's pasta sauce or Bush's baked beans are okay. Of course, there are hundreds of food products available, and we could never go over all of them here. We have guides on hundreds of foods in our members library, and a database with lists of best options for many foods. And there are many suitable packaged foods to eat, that's for sure. But what you might notice is that the foods you can eat in abundance are all the fresh foods. And these are the types of foods you want to focus on eating. Fresh, real foods. These are the types of foods our body is designed to eat. The types of foods that fuel our body and help our cells, hormones and metabolism function properly. Quite simply, for better blood sugar control and to achieve A1C levels in the healthy range and to reduce or get off your meds, you want to choose lower carb, whole foods, fresh real ones, fresh real foods like the ones I just listed. If you can do this, you will see so many things about your health change and improve. Again. I know many people think the same as Nev, which I shared before. Nev said, The food range as I see it is very narrow. Look, I understand. If you've had a way of eating your whole life, then sure, things might seem strange at first. And in particular, we often hear people say they don't like vegetables. But as I said earlier, I've helped to change a lot of people's mindset about this and the habits and health of not only just them, but their whole family too. So let me say, if you think you don't like vegetables, well, think again. Over the years, I've gotten even the people who think they despise veggies to thoroughly enjoy them. The thing is, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. I mean, if all you think of is eating boring steamed vegetables, or you only know of a certain way to cook them, 
Well, that's just a mindset or a lack of skills. It's not until you break out of your thinking, your habits and routines that you can discover new and exciting ways of eating that also support better blood sugar and health. So that's why you always need to keep an open mind. Inside our members site, our members have access to over 1,500 recipes and we're always creating new recipes to add to our database. Plus, our members get weekly meal plans each week to keep them inspired and motivated. And believe me, there is really no shortage of ideas and ways to make tasty, delicious meals using a lot of good, fresh and healthy, beneficial vegetables. Get proven, practical support to lower blood sugar, weight, and medication. Check out Dr. Jetta's programs and services at type2diabetestalk.com forward slash programs. Okay, we've talked about the foods to avoid and minimize, the foods to eat in abundance, and some that need a bit more moderation. And you've heard me say today that carbohydrates are important, which is why there are foods to avoid and minimize because they are overall high in carbohydrates. You've heard me say that when it comes to blood sugar, carbohydrates have the most significant impact on blood sugar and A1C levels, and that for better blood sugar control, and A1C control of course, you want to choose lower carb foods. If you listen to episode 3, about the effectiveness of diet and nutrition, you would have heard me talk more about the importance of carbohydrates. And no doubt, you've seen carbohydrate mentioned a lot when you search the Wild West Web for information about type 2 diabetes or prediabetes. So when it comes to carbs, what are we talking about here? Well, let me give you some general guidelines, and these guidelines are scientifically proven to work, to lower A1C weight and meds because they are the exact same guidelines provided in my T2 diet study randomized control trial. So here we go. Focus on a carbohydrate intake of 50 to 100 grams per day, including lots of the recommended foods I just listed, lower carb fresh foods, lots of fresh vegetables, and decrease your intake of all those high-carb starchy foods I listed, along with sugar and processed junk foods. That's it. If you focus on a carbohydrate intake of 50 to 100 grams per day, you will see changes to your blood sugar and A1C levels. You'll lose weight if you need to. And over time, working with your doctor, you'll be able to reduce or stop medication. Like I said, these are the guidelines we used in the T2 diet study randomized control trial that were proven to get incredible results and they're the guidelines members have used over the past decade to change their health. So the carb guidelines I just shared with you are in the low carbohydrate range. And while we're chatting about carb amounts, I think it's a good idea to share some definitions with you. Because when you're out there surfing the Wild West Web, you will get all sorts of crazy things. Because lots of people don't actually know the definitions, even health professionals and researchers. Trust me, I know this because I published a commentary on this back in 2020 
in the Diabetes Research and Clinical Practice Journal simply because I was frustrated at all the supposed definitions or people saying there is no one definition for carbohydrate in the diet. Well, I'm sorry, there absolutely is. This type of thing is incredibly frustrating. Basically, in the paper I published in 2020, I proposed that everyone reach a standardised definition and I created what's called the carb-cow model for people to calculate the carb ranges dependent on people's caloric intake. If you want to check it out, I'll post the carb-cow model chart with today's show notes. The point is there should be no controversy or confusion about carbohydrate definitions because we've had definitions dating back almost two decades. So I just don't understand why people keep making things up to suit their own purposes. And sorry to harp on about that, but like I said, I find this thing incredibly frustrating. So let me share the correct definition of carbohydrate in the diet with a 2,000 calorie a day intake. A ketogenic diet is less than 10% carbohydrate from total energy intake or below 50 grams of carbs per day. Low-carbohydrate diet is above 10% and below 26% carbohydrate from your total daily energy intake, or 50 to 129 grams of carbs per day. A moderate-carbohydrate diet is 26 to 45% carbohydrate from total daily energy intake, or 130 to 225 grams of carbs per day. A high-carbohydrate diet is above 45% carbohydrate from total daily energy intake or above 225 grams of carbs per day. So as I said, that's within a 2,000 calorie a day intake. So we have keto, we have low-carb, moderate-carb, and high-carb definitions. Many people lump both keto and low-carb together under one umbrella of low-carbohydrate but they are very different. So let's just call it how it is. Keto is keto, not low carb. And some people try to put moderate carb into a low carb category, but moderate carb is moderate carb, not low carb. And I hope sharing those definitions helps clear things up for you. And if you see anything else presented otherwise, please consider it wrong. Anyway, as I was sharing earlier, The guidelines we've shared at DMP for the past decade and the ones proven in my T2 diet study randomized control trial are low carbohydrate. Now, I can see a few people listening, rolling their eyes right now, thinking, oh right, it's low carb. That won't work for me. Or perhaps you have some preconceived ideas about what low carb is and think, I can't do that or won't do that. Well, let me just ask you to please again keep an open mind. People who joined the T2 Diet Study Randomized Control Trial didn't know the eating plan was low carb, and they all did really well. They got fantastic results. Because the thing is, once you discover an eating plan that feels natural and sustainable for you within the guidelines, it all just clicks. You're going to have to trust me on that. Try it and see for yourself, okay? 
As I said, if you can focus on carbohydrate intake of 50 to 100 grams per day, including lots of the recommended foods I just listed, lower carb fresh foods, lots of fresh vegetables, and decrease your intake of all those high carb starchy foods I listed earlier as well, along with the sugar and processed junk foods, you are going to see dramatic improvements in your health. Okay, it might sound simple, but I know you might be thinking, well, what are all the carbs? How much carbs do foods have in them? How can I switch foods I eat now to a better eating plan using these guidelines? And probably many other questions too. Well, the fastest and easiest way to get your head around everything is to join the DMP family as a member so you can take my T2 Diet program and access the abundance of food guides, food lists, and resources we have available. But if you don't do that, what I'd recommend you do is get our food list, and if you haven't already, go grab yourself that copy at type2diabetestalk.com forward slash food list. This food list, as I said, is the exact same one provided to our members and in my T2 diet program. It provides a proven practical nutrition overview for you to achieve better blood sugar and A1C results. Study the food list and start to think about what you're actually eating. Start by making a few small changes. It might be upgrading your breakfast options or cutting out or even cutting down on the sugar. Whatever it is, make some changes to your eating plan so that it more closely aligns with the food list. The food list also contains some recipes, so I'd recommend you try those. Members, you can find the food list in the member site under guides. The thing is, if you want to get better results, you will have to do something differently. You can't keep doing the same old thing expecting different results. That's just silly. It's not going to happen. You have to be prepared to take steps forward, even if those steps are small, tiny in the beginning even. Once you start taking steps forward, keep taking them, and pretty soon you'll build up momentum. Once you start seeing the tangible changes occurring, like a bit of weight finally shifting, or your morning or after meal blood sugar levels coming down, let me tell you, that will give you a huge boost in motivation and it only keeps getting better. Trust me, I know. And many of our members have now enjoyed better lives for years because of the nutrition changes they made. It really is well worth it. So there's a lot of great stuff within our chat today. So let's leave it at that. The rest is up to you. To access the show notes and some of the resources I've talked about today, head to our website at type2diabetestalk.com and access episode 6. For our members, head to the library to access this episode, the full transcript, the food list, and we've added some new resources to the carbs per day guide. In the next episode, I'll be chatting to Wilma one of our members who has seen some incredible changes with her numbers and health. Wilma is a living example of what's possible when you follow proven advice. So you definitely want to tune in next week to hear Wilma's story. It's going to be very inspiring. 
so please do tune in next week. Dr Jeddah, over and out. Thanks for tuning in to Type 2 Diabetes Talk. Please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. And for episode replays, episode notes, and more, visit type2diabetestalk.com. New episodes are available Tuesdays, 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time, or your time zone equivalent. Thanks again. We're truly grateful to be a part of your life and help make a real difference.